Hello, everyone. I'm delighted to be doing the Empowering Podcast with you again. This is Dr. Mary Ryan, and we're doing them with RSVP. And the delightful Uno Hagen from Mars Pharmacy is sponsoring uh, the production of these podcasts. And thank you very much, Una, for doing this. These empowering podcasts are brought to stimulate you all and inspire you all and to empower you all. And this year we've done it a little differently. We're bringing a few men on board in addition to talking to women. And we're starting with Pat Dively. And Pat is an amazing guy, as you will see. And he really is going to empower us all for 2022. And we're delighted to be joined yet again with Shane Dempsey from Collaborative Studios. And Shane is doing all the IT and uh, recording all the podcasts. So thank you very much, Shane. So I know you're going to enjoy uh, this fantastic um, podcast with Pat Devilly that's coming up. And I hope it inspires you for a fantastic 2022. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and thank you very much, Pat Dively, for joining me for this New Year's episode in 2022 of the Empowering Podcast. And the reason I want to have Pat Dively on is particularly with us getting out of the COVID pandemic, there's a real focus on mental and physical uh, well-being. And who better than Pat Dively, who is the, uh, an expert in all things. Uh, but I've heard Pat several times and obviously read his books, and he's a fountain of knowledge in his new book that we'll be talking about, Fit Mind is absolutely brilliant, Pat, as I told you earlier. But I, I, as you know, I'm a big believer in the holistic approach for hormonal health and well-being. And that's why I really want to talk to you. Thank you very much for coming along. So, Pat, will you just tell us a bit about your journey and, you know, you went to college and, and how you got to where you are today? Because that's what our listeners will want to know. Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on, Mary. Um, yeah, I grew nice up. Nice to have you, Pat. Oh, it's great to be here. Uh, mm -hmm. I grew up lacking confidence, I think, as a kid. And, and the first thing that gave me confidence was fitness as a teenager. So I sort of knew early on that's the pursuit I wanted to go after. Um, fit, the fitness industry hadn't taken off in Ireland back in the early 2010. So I was I was jumping into an industry that wasn't really there, I think, at the time. But uh, I went to England and did a master's in exercise and nutrition science and then came out into the big bad world and tried to become a personal trainer. And I suppose naively at 21, 22, I thought fitness was just about training and nutrition. And then as I started working with clients from different backgrounds, the picture of what health was got wider. And I started becoming curious about sleep and stress and hormonal health. And, you know, as I became curious about these aspects, I was going out into the world and trying to figure out, you know, how do I support my clients and how do I support myself? And one of the areas that was really interesting to me was the way that we speak to ourselves. Uh, I recognized lots of my clients, well, all of my clients were getting the same support, uh, the same type of plan. Uh, they had the same resources available to them, but they were getting mixed results. And someone told me at 21, 22, you're not that important in the sense that the client might spend three hours a week with you in the gym, but there's 165 hours where they're on their own. That's the important time. So how do you empower your clients when they're on their own? Very and um, yeah, I became really fascinated with self-talk. How do we speak to ourselves? I studied cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness, and I've gone a million different directions. But my passion in recent years has been normalizing mental and emotional fitness. So physical fitness, we recognize that it's important to do things daily, not to wait until we encounter disease or, or yeah, sickness, um, but to, to be proactive in our approach. And I think my, my approach to mental health for too long was to wait until there was a crisis and then try to meditate or try to look after myself. And I, I recreated that cycle too many times where I'd experience anxiety and panic attacks. I'd get through it and then wow. I'd I do it again and again. So uh, yeah. the last couple of years, my personal life and my professional life has been about simple daily tools to support our minds and our connection between mind and body, I suppose. Very good. And Pat, what's lovely is that you're being so honest because so many people that have achieved great success like you have, 
you know, they, they're not honest. And because and everyone then looks and think, oh, my God, how how does he get to that? But they forget that they're normal human beings. And that's what's lovely is that you're being very frank and honest. You're very successful. But you're saying, hang on here, I'm human. And I have all these worries as well. And this is how I deal with it. And, and obviously, the people listening are going to get great kudos out of that. So that's absolutely brilliant. You mentioned as well that you did uh, an MA in, in nutrition, didn't you, um, Pat? Yeah, um, an MSc actually in, uh, Apologies. in yeah. exercise and nutrition science. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a kind of early recognition, despite the industry not being that big at the time. I saw that becoming a personal trainer on its own was one thing, but yeah. I did always recognize from early on that, you know, to be a value to the world, you've got oh. to increase your value. And that was a way of me yeah. increasing kind of my, yeah. my knowledge. Um, so, yeah, I think it gave me some confidence. Not too many people asked me to see the piece of paper, but it definitely gave me, you know, confidence yeah. in the world. And, and I learned yeah. a lot. But as well as that, knowledge is is power, isn't it? And it's how you integrate it. So you have the knowledge of personal training and you add to that the nutrition. And, you know, people, uh, you know, if people trust you, then they're going to do what you tell them. And obviously, if you have done the, the work, people are going to trust you more. Isn't that what it's all about, Pat? So yeah. I think you're coming from a place of where you know what you're talking about, which is which is crucial. And that's brilliant. But Pat, what you you started doing the personal training and then you started off, I remember, in a beach or something, didn't you? You came down from <laughs> Dublin and did the beach and then you got all the clients. So tell us more about that, because I find that very interesting how it all started. Yeah, again, I mentioned kind of lacking confidence as a young man. And yeah. my belief was that if I became successful, whatever that meant, then I'd have confidence. And so I went to Dublin, left Galway. I thought I'm going to be successful up in the big city. And, you know, consequently, I wasn't. I came back with my tail between my legs and I sent a, I, I felt a great sense of shame when I came home, having quote unquote failed. And I really struggled again with my mental health for a few months. But Even the though you had, you had studied and you had achieved in Dublin. Yeah, I couldn't see any of that. I could only see my yeah. failures. Um, and yeah. that's what that's what that's one of the, you know, uh, biases that we have in the mind. We have that tendency to see what's missing, what's lacking, what's wrong. Um, yeah. we could think of that as negative thinking, but really it's protective thinking. It's the part yeah. of us that's trying to look out for threats. And um, yeah, exactly. But when I came home, I was down in the dumps for months and my dad kind of bluntly said to me, part of your problem is you're obsessed with your own problems. And he said, if you got out of your own head and you helped people, it would help you. And at the time I felt like, geez, I can barely get out of bed. How could I help anyone else? <laughs> but it got me to the beach and it got me my first five clients. And, you know, within a year, there was hundreds of clients here in Galway. And that was the start of it. Yeah. For goodness sake. And, and then you went on to write the books, Pat. And the books were, were I mean, you tell us about that. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of my... Um, what would you, a lot of my generation, I suppose, had gone to Australia and Canada and different places because of the recession. Mm. And through social media, they were seeing, wow, there's a hundred people on the beach in the rain, training, having fun. What's going on? I want a part of that. And so um, people abroad started asking, how do I get involved? And that prompted me to build online fitness communities. And then there was the opportunity to write a book. And um, yeah, the book, that's almost 10 years ago now. And, and my my goal with that was to condense all of these resources and all the information I had accumulated from really intelligent teachers. My experience is sometimes the real academic teachers um, and, and the people that are researchers mm -hmm. don't do a great job of transmitting that information to the everyday person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I see that as my role. I, I'm, I'm not overly academic. I'm, I'm far from academic is the truth of it. Pat, your self-esteem needs to be brilliant. You are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you have to believe in yourself. <laughs> well, I guess, I guess conventionally, you know, in school, I wouldn't have done all that well. Um, so in certain ways, I'm not overly 
academic in the traditional sense, but I am very good at, at condensing information and, and making sense of complex things. I suppose that's my gift. Yeah. And but I'm going to tell you now that I lecture mature medical students in the University of Limerick and they come from a variety of uh, areas. And what I, a lot of them only are coming now in terms of that at Leaving Cert, they, they didn't do, mightn't have done necessarily well. That doesn't mean they're not brilliant because they are and yeah. they're well able for the exams. It's just that they weren't in the right place at the right time. Their mind wasn't ready, etc. You know, um, so yeah. I think you're very intelligent, Pat. I've read the books. I think. Thank you. I suppose part of it, too, is finding the thing that you enjoy. I mean, I could read all day about psychology and all these different aspects because it's really interesting to me. Whereas in school, a lot of the things I was learning just didn't float my boat. And so I probably told my story. It was laziness probably more than um, and a lack of interest more than not having the, the capacity for it. So, yeah, I don't um, think it's easy now. I think just interest, as you said, and, and we all get in. Maturity brings great interest, doesn't it? And, and people mature at different times, Pat. So you, you did the books, Pat. And then you decided that you wanted to do and you did continue with the personal training. And then you decided in amongst climbing mountains that you wanted to do more. <laughs> so tell yeah. us. Um, you know, it's funny. I Again, I, I thought when I achieve things, I'll feel really happy and confident and yeah. successful. And I, I, I did all the things I thought I wanted and I didn't feel the fulfillment I, I kind of expected. And so that prompted me to kind of reassess what is happiness, what is success. And I was living at a very fast pace in, in my 20s and I was always trying to get somewhere else. So that it made it a necessity to learn about mindfulness, like how can I enjoy where I am now and not have to be waiting six months until the next goal to feel like I'm good enough. And, um, you know, again, it, it start all this stuff for me starts with fixing the parts of myself that feel difficult or, or working on those parts. Yeah. And from that place, then I can I can share. So I, I started studying mindfulness. I started becoming more um, more uh, committed to what happens today as opposed to committed to goals six months down the line. And then I started giving talks about what I was learning. And again, I think people connected to the vulnerability or the personal story or the, the simple way in which I shared. And I, I suppose the last six years have probably given, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred talks. I have no idea. I've done a lot of talks and um, just I just share what I'm going through and, and what I've learned and, and what I've seen in my clients. And as I say, the bulk of it now is around mental and emotional wellness. Fantastic. And Pat, you get a great buzz out of people coming to tell you that they have, you know, they feel really good after and they're feeling really empowered after um, you're you're working with them. Does that give you great yeah, it, sense of, yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the magic. Um, the fitness was so successful a couple of years ago that there was hundreds of clients every month and I didn't feel a lot from that. You know, I didn't feel from the financial reward or from the, the volume of people going through. But what is fulfilling is, again, to hear the personal story or I do a lot of work specifically with men because men maybe are not as... Um, I don't want to say not as good. I don't want to generalize too much, but some men find it very difficult to emote and to share their struggles. And so I provide and groups where men... Society, unfortunately, it's not it's not allowed, but thankfully that's going from that, isn't it? They don't feel yeah. that, you know, they can. Thank God, thank God that's changing for men because it's awful if they don't feel they can speak about their problems. Yeah, and, and so now I might hear from a you know wife or a mother or a sister or a partner who says you know my my, my husband's changed um, as a result of the work he's doing and that that obviously feels um, really fulfilling. 
Fantastic. What you need to do, Pat, is do the helicopter view on Pat and realize that uh, Pat is fantastic. And, and I really admire the way you did the personal training, got very successful. But then you realized in total honesty that, you know, I could do more for these people by looking out at looking at the mental aspect and bringing the whole lot together and the nutrition as well, obviously. And then you went off and done the MSc and that. So that, that's absolutely fantastic. And Pat, at the moment now, where are we at? Because you brought out you you, you brought out the, the your recent book, The Fit Mind. What, what brought you to that? What what sort of? Um, it was, you know, I, I obviously met you through the Bio Talks and yes. a, lot, a lot of people there and they said, you have a book. And I felt my last book was not really a representation of what I was sharing from the stage. So I felt like it's time to kind of update uh, how I'm seen uh, through, through a book. So I was living alone throughout the pandemic. So it's kind of two years of isolation to some degree. So we all had our challenges. That was my challenge was the lack of company and the lack of doing the in-person talks. And so I think the book gave me a focus and it allowed me to, to, I won't say close the chapter in my life, but I think it's nice to say, right, here's what I've learned in the last 10 years, put it in a book, put it out into the world. And um, again, it's it's the culmination of everything I've learned that has supported me that I hope um, can support others. Um, and the timing felt right. Um, so it's, it's really about you know, what I'm trying to do now is blend the body and the mind. So I did the, I did the body thing, I did the mind thing. Now it's how do the two think, things come together? Like we know that our stressful thoughts um, aren't just in our head, they elicit a response in our body. And so, so many of us, our nervous systems are dysregulated. Mm. We're in high, high alert all the time, and this is not good for our body or our mind. Yeah, um, so the book is how do we kind of, how do we start to regulate our, our nervous system? How do we look yeah. after ourselves in a more yeah. effective way? So Pat, what were the key things uh, that you you found with the, you know, when the research in, for that book, what were the key things and the key messages you wanted to get across? One is, Obviously, I uh, want everyone to read the book, but just to <laughs> <laughs> entice yeah. them. A couple of things, I suppose. W one word or phrase that I'm really big on is the idea of curiosity over judgment. Um, we're judgmental. That's, that's, that's why the mind works. It makes judgments about things, good or bad, right or wrong, up or down, black or white. That's how we tend to think about others and about ourselves. And that makes the world quite difficult to be in because when you're doing things right, you feel like a good person. When you're not as consistent, maybe you feel like a bad person. There's a lot of gray area in between. So I encourage people to be curious, um, you know, rather than judging yourself and saying, I shouldn't feel lonely. I shouldn't, you feel what you feel, allow yourself to feel what you feel and be curious. I wonder why I feel that way. So that's an important piece. Um, again, with our colleagues, maybe we've got a colleague who's difficult. There might be that tendency to judge them and say, that person is X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. Can I be curious? I wonder why that person is showing up the way they are. This can give us a lot of freedom. So that's one aspect, curiosity over judgment. Um, another piece is again, that body mind connection. When we're stressed, we often try and outthink our stress. But the first step needs to be slowing the breath. When we slow the breath down, we create a sense of safety and calm within our body and within our nervous system. And then we can find perspective. I always ask people, when do you get your best ideas? And it's always when they're relaxed. You don't get good ideas when you're stressed. And so we exactly. need to calm the body. And, and then I cortisol levels as well. Yeah, ex exactly. Um, when we're stressed, our body effectively thinks there's a tiger in front of us that we, we need to defend ourselves. And so when you need to defend yourself from a threat, there's no time for thinking about the future. You're just very much in that moment um, terrified. Um, and the third real key aspect in the book is the idea of journaling. Uh, journaling to me is the opportunity to more intimately get to know yourself. So, you know, a lot of us are obsessed by what other people think of us and, and we are looking at other people's lives through social media. Mm -hmm. And I always say, if you want a better relationship with anyone, you've got to take time for them and have conversations and get to know them. And if we want better relationships with ourselves, we're the most important people in the world. Our relationship with ourselves impacts every other relationship. So my journal and my pen allows me the chance to get to know myself. 
okay, what, you know, what am I afraid of? What are my fears? What are my hopes? What are my ambitions? And really, you know, honor myself in that way. And Pat, in your busy life, how do you get time to journal? So what's your typical day? Give me an idea of your typical day. <laughs> there's no, there's no, you know, I spend my day reading and uh, studying and working with clients and um, jujitsu and I'm a single man still. So I think that affords me a lot of time. Yes. That maybe I would, And I do recognize that, you know, that, 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 and I say this a lot in the book, I'm not suggesting you have to go and meditate for 20 minutes a day. I'm just saying, start where you are, do what you can. Typically, if you start with small little steps, even yeah. if you were to journal one sentence in the morning as to how you feel, yeah. you might see a little benefit to that. And when you see benefits okay. from the things you do, you want to do it more. Um, Absolutely. And as you said, create an awareness of yourself and, and curiosity about yourself because self-development is key. And if you can understand yourself, you can understand all your reactions and you can control your, your mental well-being and your physical well-being a lot better, as you said, Pat. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, the really simple journal practice someone could start with is before you go to bed, just write down what's one thing I learned today. And it could be I learned that I take on too much. I learned that I really feel settled when I spend time with people I love. Yeah, but if you learned one thing every day, that's 365 days and 365 things in a year that starts to really... All right. They say we learn. They often say we learn from experience, but I'm a big believer we learn from reflecting on our experiences because we repeat the same experiences all the time. We don't necessarily learn. But that simple question, "What did I learn today?" can be useful. I think. Totally, totally. And Pat, your your days so are filled with researching, with reading, with meditating. Obviously, you're still doing the personal training along with taking clients and advice. Isn't that right? And you do a lot of workshops, don't you, Pat, as well? Yeah, in normal times, lots of workshops. I do a lot of corporate work now. I don't do so yeah. much of the fitness anymore, but it's more stress management, um, communication, you know, all these different topics. Um, so yeah, workshops, reading, writing, podcasts. Um, it, it, my whole life is centered around this work because it's really, it's everything to me. And um, I also notice, you know, any of the work that I do on myself to develop myself positively impacts my clients because you can never bring someone to a place you've not been yourself. So Absolutely. if I want, if I want, if I want to support a client who's grieving, I can't be someone who's overlooked my own grief. If I want to support a client who's scared, I can't pretend that I don't have fears. So um, everything starts with ourselves. And Pat, does all that work tire you out? Because, you know, that's energy giving all that work. Do, you know, how do you replenish that energy that you give out to all your clients? It's um, having a couple of spaces I can go where I can be held, if you will. You know, so I'm often holding people in their struggles and I have yeah. places where I go where I'm held and I can kind of um, take off the expert cap or the, the facilitator cap and yeah. I can be the student. I think we all need that. Yeah. We need play, places where the, where the teacher and places where the, where the student. And, um, you know, I work with professional, I, I work with some professional boxers and I'll tell them, you have to be Superman out there. But when you're with me for the hour, you can cry, you can do whatever you need to do. We all need those places. And yeah. so I have those places for myself. Okay. And Pat, a man working with professional boxers, surely his self-esteem should be amazing. Why is it that your self-esteem isn't fantastic? Oh, oh mine, is it? Yes, yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Do you know, I've been, I've been reflecting a bit on this. I think it's a very ingrained Irish thing for a lot of us. There's a fear yeah. of, of, um, you know, what does it, if I, if I own too much, my, you know, if I shine too bright, what will other people think of me? I definitely battle with that a little bit, you know? Um, yeah. Did you ever think not to, not to bother thinking about what other people think of you, Pat? <laughs> I wish I could do it. Self-esteem is not to give a hoot about what anybody thinks of you. <laughs> I know. I'm, learn I'm learning slowly with age. I'm definitely in a different place to 10 years ago. But it, no, look, it's definitely... I, one of the things I talk about in the book is the idea that there's, there's still younger parts of us alive in us. 
So I was bullied a lot as a child. And when I'm worried about what people think of me, it's not the 34 year old man that you see here. It's the 10 year old that still lives in there somewhere. And so the inner child. Yeah. And so the work is then how do I look after my inner child? I need to, I need to reassure myself. I need to be kind to myself. So um, that's useful, I think. Fabulous. I, I think you need to look at yourself from the outside and see yourself from the outside like a we do, Pat, because uh, yeah. that, that's the key, uh, I think, is to be able to see, you know, how, how successful you are and how much you've brought to it and the honesty that you're bringing so that you've achieved great success. But then you're thinking, what more can I do for people? And uh, yeah. I, I think that's that's really admirable. And, you. you know, particularly coming into the pandemic, Pat, where people have struggled in the pandemic with mental well-being because of being locked up, because of, you know, the fear of what might happen. And, you know, I only had today a a man who was in ICU and very unwell with COVID. And, you know, people have gone through horrible experiences and where you saw um, a priest coming up and sort of putting, you know, people that were dying just trying to give them the last ride. So people have had terrible experiences. So it's a a wonderful time that you've come out with this book and that you're coming out helping people with their well-being and creating a space where it's safe to talk about it. Because, Mm. you know, before people didn't talk about it and and that was a big problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and I hope or I think, you know, there's value in talking one-to-one with a a therapist or whatever, but I also think there's a lot of value in being in a group and being able to talk. Um, Yeah. Because there's almost a hierarchical thing with a therapist where they're the expert and you're you're kind of going in for them to tell you what to do. Whereas I feel in a group where I create groups where we sit in a circle and nobody fixes anyone, no one tells anyone what they should be doing. They just listen and uh, let the person kind of show their parts. And when you see other people's struggles, you feel more comfortable in your own. You recognize we've all got our own stuff going on. So I think that's important. Absolutely. And it was the big thing, Pat, is we listen to somebody we trust. And I've heard you at Bio Wellness and you have a lovely uh, speaking voice. You, you also come across as very sincere. You've obviously the, the work done and we all know how accomplished you are and how, how well studied you have in the area. But but you, I think by your communication skills are excellent. So you are you're talking to a, a, you know, a room of 500 women and giving them your story. And I think if you're honest enough to share your story, your story echoes with, with so many other people because we're all human and and that gives them the the belief in themselves to talk about it and seek help and i think that's the the real thing that you're doing for people and obviously you're adding into that the whole fitness regime and the eating regime you're you're doing the whole lot so i i think it's fantastic and i think it's it's so necessary that we do this because this is not something we did up to this you know Mm -hmm. medicine we never took the holistic view sure we didn't we never looked at the whole picture, which is so important. I, I think you're coming at a great time, Pat. It's fantastic. Thank you. And it's, yeah. you know, it's a collab- it's a collaborative thing, right? We all need each other. We need the doctors. We need the therapists. We yeah. need the trainers. We need kind of that, as you say, holistic approach that, you I know, support you. one thing, Mary's, Mary's, yeah, we, we need to be a team in this. And um, yeah. sometimes different industries will point the finger at another and say they're doing it wrong or they're doing- we all need each other. I think that's the key. We all need each other, absolutely. And the world is big enough for all of us. I think that that's the key. And, and what you're doing is trying to research, learn more. We're all learning from each other as well, Pat, which, which yeah. is fantastic. But your communication skills are excellent. And as you said, communication is the key. I always tell the students that if, if uh, somebody understands me and trusts me, they're going to be compliant with the prescription. And the same thing with you. You know, if they trust you, they'll do what you do. Whereas if they don't, they're not going to. I think that that's the big thing, isn't it? So, Pat, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? <laughs> what do you think is going to happen, Pat, now? There's so much happened since the, the oh, 21. What's, what's the next? Um, where do I want to be in 10 years? 
Um, everything I've ever done has been about two things. It's belief and belonging. So it's trying to empower people, the same as yourself, Mary, oh. and trying to give people a sense of belonging. So I did that in the fitness space. Now I do it in the, I suppose, mental wellness space. I think I'll be doing the same thing. I don't know what it's going to look like, but hopefully I'll be creating healthy communities where people can take off the masks and show up as themselves yeah. and um, just empowering people to to what you said earlier, believe in themselves and not be, not be overthinking. So. Yes. Yeah. And self-esteem, I suppose, Pat is, is huge as well, isn't it? Giving everybody high self-esteem uh, because if you have high self-esteem, you, you listen to your body and you do the journaling and do the meditation and you, you really high self-esteem uh, they say is the best gift we can give our children. Cause once you have a high self-esteem, you know, you, you really don't need anything else. You don't. So yeah, it's, I, I, I read something interesting recently where John Bradshaw is a great guy. He talks about a lot about yeah. shame, but he was, he was saying, um, I don't know what the solution is, but he says, sometimes we ask the children, how did the exam go? And so it's very, it's very orientated on the oh, result. How did you yeah. do yes, as opposed yeah. to, as opposed to something like, how did it feel? Uh, yeah. when it's, how did they feel? We say, Oh, the, you know, someone cares about my feelings where it says, how did you do? It's kind of, Oh, I better have done well to, I thought it was interesting just to think, am I, um, loved based on how I did and what I achieved, or am I based on who I am? I thought it was a interesting Excellent. way of thinking about it. Yeah, absolutely. So Pat, for all the listeners, you, what are you telling them to do their days? You're telling them to meditate, to journal, <laughs> <laughs> eat healthily, obviously. So what, what would, what's your advice to them if somebody just listening now wants a snapshot of what's the best thing, way to go forward? Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be those specific things, but yeah. you know, it's, I, I always encourage people to think about what do I want and how can I get it? So the person going to the gym wants to feel fit and healthy. They don't, if they don't like going to the gym, I would say, forget about the gym. Think about how else can I reach the goal of being fit and healthy? Cause there's many ways to do it. I journal because it helps me to calm my mind, but there's other ways to help calm your mind. So I think about what am I trying to achieve? Um, I think for most of us, we want a sense of calm at times. We want to feel happy. Uh, we want to feel connected to other people. So I just yeah. encourage people to think about maybe those three things, maybe that's it, calm, happy, and connected. What yeah. do I need to do daily to feel calm? And I suppose meditate. meditate as well and be in the moment, Pat, isn't it? And to sort of be appreciative of what we have and, you know, what you've, you know, what, what we've achieved as well is a big thing, isn't it? To be happy in yeah, the now. Yeah, you know, I'd say a really simple prescription if someone wanted some prescription. I'm telling the doctor, I'm telling the doc, I'm telling the doctor Brilliant. here. Brilliant, well done, might, might as well. If you gave yourself 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night for five minutes in the morning, um, just breathe deeply, breathe in through your nose for four seconds, breathe out for six. When you slow your exhale, you calm everything down. So four seconds in, six seconds out, do that for five minutes. And then for five minutes, it might even, it might not even take five. Ask yourself, what are three priorities today? And what are three things I'm grateful for today? So what that's done is it's calmed the nervous system, created a sense of safety within you with the breath. It's given you priorities. So a bit of focus in your day and the gratitude allows you to appreciate what you have. And then in the evening, five minutes of breathing again, four seconds in, six seconds out, just to calm everything down and ask yourself, what did I learn today and who did I help? So what did I learn allows you to reflect on your experience. Who did I help? Like my dad told me, don't get too caught up in your own problems in your own head. Get out there and help people. Um, it gives you a sense of contribution. So I think that's the prescription. Fantastic, Pat. That's, that's <laughs> very, very good altogether. And you never told me 10 years time. What do you think? 
I need to I need I need to meet a, a, a partner. I need to meet a woman and uh, maybe start a family. That would be good. Uh, Absolutely. I'll see how your journaling goes then, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I like I am. You know, I have become aware that I wrote a book about goal setting a couple of years ago, and some of the yeah. feedback was it's a good book, but it's not practical. And I get it now. You know, as my life gets busier, I recognize you know people had a lot going yeah. on and it was too much yeah. for them. So, yeah, I, I you know I say something in the book. I say I'll never talk about things I haven't experienced. So I won't talk about parenting. I won't talk about the stock market. Anything you hear me talk about, I've lived. So it's I talk about loneliness. I talk about um, fear, success, purpose. I talk about my gifts. I talk about my fears. Um, I don't talk from, you know, academic books or from, you know, ideas. I talk from experience. That's important to me. Absolutely. But I'm impressed with all the research you did for the book that you've out, Fit Mind. I was really impressed with that, Pat. And I Thank put you. it all together. It's brilliant. Why, why I love this as well is everything you're saying helps hormonal health. And as you've, you've heard me several times saying, hormones control our muscles, they control our immune, immune system. So it's all so important that it all happens together. So that's why I love what you're doing. And I think particularly in this real busy, stressful world, and particularly post-COVID, uh, people just need... To, to feel a calm and they need to know, how, to know how to go about it. And that's what you're teaching them, Pat. And, and you're giving them a simple, realistic message as well. And, and, and that's the key that they can follow. So I, I think you're a fantastic guy. And okay. I would urge all of you listening to read his, his books and particularly his most recent one, The Fit Mind. And if you can get to some of his workshops too, because you really are incredible, Pat. And if you haven't high self-esteem after this, I will be really great. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, need you, I need you over my shoulder, Mary. I promise. I promise. Do the helicopter view on Pat Tivoli and tell yourself how good you are. Because I think you're great. So you're an amazing you, guy. And I know now you're off to do another, another. so I'm not going to hold you. But I really appreciate you, Pat Evely, for coming on. I think you're a brilliant Pleasure. guy. And we really need you at, at post-pandemic. And do all buy his Fit Mind book and look at all the other um, books that he has as well. And Pat, uh, you're great to start the Empowering Podcast for this year, for 2022. Thank you so much. And thanks for joining us. Take care, Pat. Thanks, Mary. See you soon. <laughs>